This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Illinois went to the pizza up parking lot and responded, throwing some haymakers at Michigan State early, and they hold on to win this uh, Big Ten bout, 79-74. It's Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper. We're in uh, basically the Michigan State men's basketball offices here, and uh, a huge win for Illinois. Big road victory. Brad Underwood's first at Breslin Center, which is a huge, uh, I guess that's a you know huge notch on the belt for him, Derek, because uh, Tom Izzo is kind of his idol in this conference, kind of who he wants to be in this conference. And now Illinois with that win for a third straight year is going into the final two weeks with a chance to win the Big Ten championship. So great response. Kofi Coburn looked like a Big Ten player of the year, 27 points, nine rebounds, most of that in the second half, 19 points. Jacob Grandison was phenomenal, uh, 24 points in a line-eye high, makes six three-pointers on 10 attempts. The rest of the team only made two on 17 attempts. And then Trent Frazier just took over late and hits the dagger three, Derek. Three stars that really stepped up today. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a nice response for a team with a lot to play for. I mean, you're getting into the moments of crunch time in the season, and each one mattering a ton in this Big Ten title chase. And you look around, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hardware in this type of building. And to get one of your own, this is where you had to go in and win and be able to respond. And I know that when they beat Michigan State in Champaign, Brad said, if there's any program I want to be like, it's that one. And for all those reasons, for their success, their consistency. And, yeah, I think that the team obviously responded well to what Brad was saying and throughout the week through the media and everything that was going on in practice and calling out his guys and saying, look, it's – we can't be coasting right now. This is the time to be building and playing our best basketball and, and not to be soft and lifeless. We've got to act like it matters. And they certainly did that tonight, really at both ends, especially in the first half. Their defense was really good. Uh, it, it exploited the fact that Michigan State has stretches of ugly offense and, and has some, some warts offensively. Uh, Kofi Bingham did not have a very good game, so then he was on marble, uh, on Hauser a little bit, was dominating that matchup. It's great to see Grandison have the confidence. Uh, speaking of Hauser, I thought he did a terrible job of guarding him. I thought he gave him a lot of open shots in the corner. Uh, but obviously, you got to be able to knock those down. And then for a, a, for Tyson Walker to go full, Demetri Trice yeah. at the very, very end, and, and the, the building finally started to amplify. It was uh, a broken play. And when you have a guard that's been around as long as, long as Trent Frazier has, I mean, as many big plays that he has, and now that has won as many games as he has, yeah. step up and make that shot is a really big deal, and, and to walk out of here with a win was, was certainly huge. Yeah, Brad said it was uh, 13 seconds too early. Well, that would have been a shot clock violation if you'd have done that, but he shot it with seven seconds left. But I love that kind of confidence and aggression. Of course, you love it because he made it, uh, but uh, he stepped up huge. He had seven straight points to kind of keep Illinois' lead at double digits. And then not only Trent to hit that shot, but Kofi to make some big buckets late. 
uh, some big free throws late as well. Um, you know, that was huge for Illinois to do that and to get a huge turnover, force one of those late in the game. I thought that showed a lot of resolve. I mean, you mentioned it, to, to bounce back from Rutgers, there was a lot of resolve in that second half. When Tyson Walker was making everything, he threw up, and kudos to him. Uh, Hogard looked great in the first half, so they had some point guards finally doing something for them. But I thought Illinois showed a, a champion's resolve in being able to handle that atmosphere, handle the zone, and to be able to find some ways to make some plays down the stretch and, and not let them tie the game or take the lead. Yeah, because they had a lot of momentum building there. All of a sudden, what was a 16-point lead, I think with nine and a half minutes to go, was down to four, down to three. Uh, and it, Walker had it at two, you know, within the last two minutes. So uh, to be able to be able to step up and answer those responses. They weren't getting stops, but they were scoring. They were having guys step up and, and make plays at the offensive end to just keep that slight advantage and make sure that this thing didn't completely slip away. And that would have been just a – a gutting loss and to have back-to-back -back losses to be in control throughout for as, for as much as they were uh, if that was what ultimately happened. So, uh, yeah, you, you had to face some adversity, and I think this is a moment you can look back on, whether it's within this chase the last two weeks or you're in postseason play and it's tight and it's, you know, whatever the environment's like, to be able just to find a way to make a big shot or uh, to, to come out with a win. And that, that was certainly a closing time victory that they can – they can feel pretty good about. Yeah, and, and I asked Izzo about Illinois and Brad Underwood being a, a Big Ten contender basically the last three years and, and what Brad has done. Because think about it, Tom Izzo is really the only other coach in this league that knows Illinois is a top-notch program, like from you know t a decade ago, decade and a half ago. So, but he couldn't stop talking about Trent Frazier. Because even though Trent started the game, what, 0 for 6, I think, from the field, uh, all from 3, I believe, too. He played great as a distributor, getting Grandis in those open looks, taking advantage of Hauser, kind of playing off him, right? Played great defense. Uh, Max Christie struggled yet again today, three of nine from the field. And then they put him on uh, Tyson Walker late, and that didn't even really help all that much. But I thought he played great. And then to show up and make those kind of plays down the stretch, that's what you need out of Trent Frazier. Like, Trent Frazier is so key for this team to make an extended run. He's got to get hot and see – him bounce back like that. You see the win at Indiana. This guy seems to like these road environments, these big moments, and uh, it's good you got a guy like that because Kofi needs some help, and he certainly got help today from Grandison in the first half and Trent in the second half. Yeah, it says a lot just from the defensive standpoint that a five-star Max Christie is what now, four for 17 against his home state school against Illinois, and uh, for Trent Frazier to have a lot to do with that and not giving him any kind of comfort, any kind of space, uh, and, and really the – one of the buckets that Christie had was that and one, and it was a transition. It wasn't a, a Trent Fraser possession that uh, he got one on him. Trent shut him down and, and certainly made him quiet. Now, I know that he was switching around. He had some on Hogard in the second half uh, and then also on Tyson Walker once he got going. But, yeah, I think that it is really important that you have his scoring confidence come back because the Indiana game was great. He was, he was awesome in that game and, and made big shots, but there had been a little bit of a lull here where I know that he's still someone that you can put the ball in his hands and have make a right pass, but uh, his shot makes making is lacked a little bit. But for him to be bucket getter Trent Frazier late, and then, yeah, in the first half, the driving kicks. I thought Illinois' execution offensively was really, really good. I thought they were getting to Kofi. They were spraying the ball around the perimeter shooters, and Trent's driving kick was a big part of that. Yeah. Um, let's bring up Kofi Coburn. Let's not – 
like just let this 27 point performance, nine rebounds. Like I know we're used to it, but this is getting ridiculous. Like I mean, you almost had to sit there and go, "This isn't normal." What what he does, uh, and and he just took over uh, for stretches in the second half there, Derek, especially early in that half to kind of keep Michigan State that double digit lead there. Um, so for him, I mean, Marble I thought battled him, but just wasn't big enough for him. Bingham really struggled. I was really interested to see that matchup between length, athleticism against Kofi's size. And Kofi had some turnovers, brought the ball down a little bit too much, but four turnovers, you're going to deal with that if he's going to have 27 points on 10 of 15 shooting, as well as 7-9 from free throws. Uh, that's huge to make 7 of 9, make them pay for that. He made some clutch ones down the stretch. Tom Izzo said he's far better than he was last year with the way he's able to, to make some post moves. And he said, you know, he, he's bringing more energy. And I, I think Brad did bring up something the other day about, hey, Kofi's our best player. He's got to lift us. And, uh, you know, he, he got his stats in some of these games, but he's got to elevate this team and come up with some big plays. And, and he did that in the second half. Yeah, and Michigan State has made it tough on him better than anybody in the Big Ten throughout his career. I was looking up his stats and obviously didn't play in Champaign earlier this year, but three games against Michigan State, had shot 37% from the field and only averaged around 10 points and seven rebounds, which in the the realm of Kofi Coburn is not very much production. I mean, I know that uh, for some guys you'd be like, oh, that's, that's decent, but no. Uh, for him to go 27-9, and nine, five offensive rebounds, thought he – uh, was composed when he had one-on-one -on -one matchups, getting to his drop step, thought he was strong, uh, and then getting second chance opportunities was a big deal as well. So uh, that was a dominant effort. And, and yeah, Bingham has the size and the shot blocking to contest shots, but he was really out of the game, had three turnovers and uh, only played 13 minutes because he wasn't any good. And then Marble, after some of the early, there were times where Kofi kind of like, forced it into him and didn't have himself gathered or, or really controlled. After that, he was burying him in the, in the paint one-on-one -on -one and Hauser had no chance. And uh, then obviously they started collapsing and then it got some other guys shot. So that was a big time performance from, from Kofi, a, a big 10 player of the year type of performance. And uh, that's what you needed out of him. Yeah, I thought defensively Illinois in the first half was just locked in. Uh, I thought they did a fantastic job. I think DeMonte Williams deserves a shout out here because he was just in passing lanes, getting his hand on balls, a couple steals, including a breakaway layup. I thought he was great. The Coleman Hawkins came off the bench and gave a lot of energy. I think he's starting to give that consistently and get back to that role. Like, you know, he offensively, right? Like he had a, a nice take to the hoop, I believe it was, and you know, was able to get that finish. But the block shot he had on a Malik Hall trying to dunk it, four rebounds in just 14 minutes, uh, two assists as well. He had a great entry pass to, to Kofi Coburn. We should mention Jacob Grandison. I think five assists. I, I would imagine all of them were to Kofi yeah. today. Uh, so I, I thought those guys did a great job of that. But Demonte and Coleman give some really good energy. And after Demonte was a little bit challenged by Brad Underwood last game, he was part of that crew that he really wanted to show a little bit more toughness. Uh, I thought that was a nice response for him and a nice growth from Coleman Hawkins, who's starting to string together a couple of nice performances. Yeah, DeMonte had two steals early, and it felt like throughout the first half, like he was getting his hand on the ball almost every defensive possession. He was playing with great energy. He had that, that pick six, the steal and layup early on, and I thought Coleman was really good. I know he was only one of four from the field. Uh, his shot, that was the, uh, the confident pull-up, yeah, the step-back jumper that was, uh, I was like, oh, whoa, where, where's that been? So maybe now a guy that uh, is certainly playing with some confidence, playing with a lot of energy too. Uh, and you mentioned a very good dump into Kofi where he kind of looked like he was going to elevate and threw it over the top to Kofi for a slam. He also had a great kick out to Jake, like a one-handed, one-handed. It was right in front of me. 
Ball took a nice bounce to him, yep. but he caught it one-handed, threw across his body, across the court, wide open three for Jake. And again, that they just every time Michigan State made those little runs until the very end where Walker went crazy, yeah. Illinois had a response. They they came up with a couple big shots to keep that lead, and that was a huge play there. It definitely was, yeah. On point pass, and, and Jake buried it. One of his six threes, man, he was he was really really good. But yeah, that's what you need out of Hawkins. I think that a guy that now is stringing it together. He's put he's had his moments where he's going to make some mistakes, but uh, certainly some positives here, the last three outings for him. And uh, I think you're seeing a guy that's playing with confidence. I think he understands and feels the confidence from the coaching staff or just the opportunity. And, and to have him locked in through this stretch run, it's certainly going to be very important. I thought it was pretty telling Brad Underwood didn't change the lineup. I, I think he wanted to challenge his team, see how they responded. They certainly did that. I think DeMonte Grandison especially showed up big. I don't know if Alfonso Plummer did. <laughs> not, not, great, no. not great defense <laughs> uh, from what Alfonso Plummer. Hogard was attacking him in the second half. Plummer barely played uh, late as, as they went with Andre Curbeau, who I thought did give some defensive energy. Had some struggles at times, especially in the second half defensively. But I thought Curbelo gave some energy, got after the glass a little bit. I thought he was really good defensively in the first half. Just struggling offensively to finish a little bit right now. So you still got that next gear you can get to because this is three guys carrying a heavy load offensively with Grandison, Coburn, and, and Frazier, you know, uh, basically combining for, let's see here, 51, 63 of your 79 points today. Um, so huge for those guys to step up, but there's still more I think you can get out of those guys. And I think Andre's starting to get a little bit more confident. And I think it does say something that Brad showed some confidence in him, Derek, to play him late, to trust him on defense. He had the big runner. Um, you know, he got to the free throw line, split a pair of free throws. So to get him a couple of those plays I think is important. And, you know, him and Trent together offensively can be tough to, tough to handle. Yeah, they certainly can. And just you're trying to take some positives and have things click for him and have him feel like he's he's starting to be back and yeah his his finish at the rim was really good uh, I think that he did bring really good energy defensively I thought he had a great defensive rebound at one point chasing down a loose ball and then pushing it the other way and those are the type of plays that you want to see from him so uh, I, there's still time and it says a lot about Illinois really to be 12 and 4 in the Big Ten tied for first all the success that they've had and I thought that they couldn't win the league unless Curbelo got back close to what he was last year and that hasn't been the case yet and maybe it will maybe it will ultimately be you know down the stretch of you'll have to see him you know be a big time impact player uh, in a key game whether it be Michigan Ohio State whatever it may be uh, but for Illinois to hit, hit its ceiling it's obvious that they need him uh, we'll take pressure off of Trent uh, can get in the lane and all of that so uh, I think it was well the, the the numbers don't say you know he had a great day by any means and there's still a lot more that he can do it, I think that hopefully he can use that as a positive uh, because he he's just got a lot of a lot of potential. Just want to see him play the right way and uh, utilize his his skill sets. Some of the numbers you really like seeing if you're Illinois after Brad challenges them: 32 to 16 points in the paint, uh, 19 to 8 second chance points, 38 to 36 rebounding advantage. I think is huge for Illinois. 17 assists, a lot of those in the first half, but also 17 to 23 from the free throw line, making some big free throws uh, down the stretch. I thought was huge for this team. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Let's reset this, Derek. Illinois ties up Purdue atop the Big Ten, 12 and 4. Two weeks left to go. Ohio State's coming into town Wednesday. We're recording this, and it's halftime, and Iowa's leading Ohio State and Columbus by one point. Um, Ohio State, right now, at least before that game is over, has the same amount of losses as Illinois, four, but they got nine wins, so they got a lot to make up. But Ohio State's been a tough matchup at times. Illinois did beat them twice uh, last March within eight days, including the Big Ten Tournament Championship. EJ Liddell, we know, is an Illini killer, but another huge game, got to protect home court. What do you think of Illinois going into the final? We're down to four games here in Big Ten play, three of them at home, right? I mean, Illinois has got it set up well. We're Penn State, Iowa at home late in the season, Ohio State this week. Got to protect home court. If you protect home court, Derek, you feel like you got a really good chance to win the Big Ten championship. Yeah, in hindsight, when you think about the road trips to Indiana and Purdue, you got one of those. You go on the road to Rutgers and Michigan State, get one of those. I mean, you'll live with that. And then to set up where you've got three of your last four at home, take care of business. And I I think that uh, the Penn State and Iowa games, I know analytics love Iowa. Does Iowa have a quad one win yet? I don't don't think they do. That would be a development for them. Now, they could get one if they finish this off in Columbus. But you're in a pretty good spot. Now, I don't know. We'll see – Purdue at home against Rutgers, I would still think Purdue gets it done, but Rutgers is as hot as anybody. Uh, their final stretch isn't all that tough. They, they're going to come to this building. Uh, we'll see how Michigan State can handle them. But at Wisconsin. Too. At Wisconsin is really the, the big one. I, if they win that game, they might they might win out. So uh, can Illinois win out? They're capable. They're, they're certainly capable. The, the one in Ann Arbor is certainly one you're going you're gonna to wonder about. But you, you, you responded well. Uh, I didn't think Illinois was going to run it you know, run the table the rest of the way. I didn't think, you know, we, we might not see Purdue or Wisconsin do it either. So this was the type of win that you needed. And, um, yeah, it, it was encouraging because I think that you pieced – you found some shots with Jake getting it going again, uh, with Trent making them late. You pieced the defensive end with – I thought both sides of the ball were pretty good, and then you rebounded. So uh, they're in a good spot. They're in a good spot, and, and certainly everything – you know, all the controls in, in their hands. Six and three on the road in the Big Ten is nothing to scoff at, right? Like six and three in the Big Ten, you've won at Michigan State, you've won at Indiana, uh, obviously Northwestern Nebraska, you want to win those games, and Minnesota. Uh, but you win at Iowa, too, which is not an easy place to win. That's a quad one victory there. So uh, I think it's really impressive that Brad Underwood's team continues to do that. And right now they are, what, um, doing math in my head while we do this, six and one at home. You get nine and one at home, 
seven and if you can win a, a seventh on the road, that's a Big Ten championship right there. So despite a little lull, Derek, a little lull of a season does not determine the season. They got a chance to, to get some momentum. That's really tough to do in the Big Ten, though, right? I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Iowa. Penn State just beat Michigan State as well. Uh, these aren't easy games, but when you got Kofi Coburn, you got a guy like Trent Frazier, you got some shooters around him. Even though shooting still a bit of a team issue, 8 of 27 today, uh, what do you think about this team down the stretch? They haven't yet played their best basketball, which I think is still <laughs> exciting about if you get to that point, you know, if you hit your ceiling and have the, sh the shooting click with Kofi, with Curbelo, uh, and then, you know, young guys like Belendez or even a sophomore in Hawkins just kind of all complimenting it. And again, we, we don't know that it's all going to come together. You, you hope that you're playing your best basketball late. And I think Brad Underwood teams have certainly done that here the last couple of years. But um, yeah, I think that you like where you're at. I know that the projected seeds come out today and you're a three seed and a chance to solidify that or maybe even potentially climb into a two spot if you were to win the Big Ten title, maybe probably need to win the Big Ten tournament. But um, yeah, three seed would be pretty good. Two seed would be pretty good. You're in a pretty good spot. That's pretty amazing. I mean, we sit there and you say like, they're not even playing the best basketball. Like we can think that and it's probably true. Like it hasn't been the prettiest but they keep finding ways to win. And that's why Brad Underwood deserves to be at near the top of the Big Ten Coach of the Year conversation. I know the NCAA Tournament Committee sounded like it said today, Illinois was maybe even higher than some other people thought because they've had these injuries. Uh, and when they've been whole, they've, they've been a pretty dang good team. So even if they don't hit the run that last year's team did, which was crazy, looked like a one seed, got a one seed, basically one out to end the season, um, this is a really good team. And uh, they're, they're a problem for anybody. And I think they showed that with what they did to Wisconsin, what they did to Michigan State, what they've done against fellow Big Ten title contenders. You know, the two flubs you've had are at the hottest team, Rutgers, at Maryland, and against one of the best teams in the country in Purdue. So I think this team's pretty dang good. Even if you're like, oh, can they, can they piece it together? I think today is a really impressive win. I, it's a, a good team to take that kind of lead and then to hold on and make the plays late. I think that's a sign of a really, really good team, even if it's not the prettiest team at all times. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it, things are going to be tough. You're on the road. Things are going to be are going to get tough. I mean, it would have been nice to to cruise once you're up 16 and completely just. I know there was five minutes left, and a couple of fans were hitting the, the exits because they didn't think Michigan State was coming back. I didn't see Tyson Walker going and do what he's doing, but uh, yeah, you, you got the win on in a tough building, um, and there's a lot there's a lot to like uh, about this team. You know what what type of challenge they can prevent, present to people because not everybody's going to be able to handle Kofi. When you can't, even to an extent like a Michigan State today, he's going to dominate you. When you're going to have people hit shots like Grandison, and if you can get Plummer and Grandison going on the same night, same with Trent, uh, that, yeah, that's going to be tough. They're going to be a really tough out. And well, it shows today like how important Grandison is to space the floor, to give you something to alleviate all the pressure on Kofi. I mean, Kofi's a given mostly every night of 20 and 10. I mean, he's proven that over an entire season. You just get a, if you make eight threes, eight plus threes, this team is really, really good. They weren't efficient doing it tonight on 27 attempts, but if you get those guys making a couple and confident, that's where this team just becomes really dangerous, Derek. And that's where we, we have this ceiling we haven't quite seen this year, despite all the success, um, because it hasn't all clicked all at once with Curbelo, the shooters, and Kofi. Still could towards March, and that's what makes this team really, really exciting, uh, potentially down the stretch. 
Yeah, and I think that that's why Brad has still remained fairly, you know, pretty optimistic just because of the shot quality, because there are good shots. I think that, you know, Plummer doesn't hit one today, but I, I, he was taking some tough ones, but he's had good looks. Like at Rutgers, he had good looks. Trent Early had a lot of open looks. Like he had a couple of late shot clock that you don't, you know, worry too much about. But he had some open looks. He just missed, and he kept shooting and made some big ones, including the dagger. Yeah, and it will just it will provide that spacing around Kofi. We'll get back to the really truly picking your poison type of deal. And if Curbelo can be the guy that gets in the lane and, and makes the right plays and p picks his spots correctly about when he's going to try to score and when he's going to dish it out and it, to feel like he's back to in rhythm if he gets there. If we're going to have to see him ultimately get there, that's where you're a load offensively and we know this team can defend, we know they can rebound when they're fully engaged and giving the type of energy that Brad's going to demand out of them. They can do a lot of things well and they certainly can be a tough out. So, and then yeah, I mean, let's circle back to the guy that I think that, you know, Izzo has had a lot of really really good guards like, over his his time. He would love to have Trent Frazier. And I, I asked him. I asked him in the post game about, hey, Brad Underwood. Illinois had a down decade. What has he done? And he just pointed to Trent Frazier and said, he's the he's the constant. Brad's recruited well, coached well. But he goes, if I could trade Trent Frazier, I would. I'd trade myself to Illinois so I could coach them, <laughs> and then I would uh, have Trent Frazier here because uh, he could be the player coach. Like. He just heaped a bunch of praise. He uttered Mateen Cleaves' comparison to him about the importance. He said, to make a Final Four run, you've got to have a guy like Trent Frazier. So, dear Hall of Fame coach, who knows a lot, as you said, about great guard play, heaped that praise on Trent Frazier, I thought, said a lot. And if he gets going, if he gets on one, Derek, we know what Trent Frazier heaters can do. Yeah, and this is what you want this time of year. You're mid to late February and pushing on into March, and your season's on the line. And since Trent's last ride, I asked him about that and just kind of, recognizing that there's a lot to play for, a lot of moments to make, and this is certainly one he's going to remember for a long time. But, uh, yeah, to have the ball in his hands when, when there's, a, there's so much to achieve still for this team, uh, that's a pretty good feeling for Brad Underwood. There's not a lot of uh, coaches out there that have had someone that, that is that experienced, talented at both ends of the floor, and uh, certainly in a very good place right now. Yeah, if he's confident, look out. Look out. Uh, March could be fun. All right, for Derek Piper, I'm Jeremy Warner. Thank you for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. We'll have plenty of content from this game, including catching up with Georgie, Vashanishvili, Joey Wagner. We'll have something on that. Derek Piper will have a column all my player grades and a lot more coming from East Lansing. Uh, again, for Derek Piper, I'm Jeremy Warner. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast.